0: Back to Real Beard News. This is Sean and Miriam. How is your week?
1: Uh, it's been good. <laughs> it's been <laughs> not super eventful, but it's been a week. Yeah, it's been a week. Nice. What about you?
0: It's been a week. It's not that. It's not that bad. You know, we have something planned for next week, so that's pretty awesome. Oh
1: yeah, I I'm actually wait. really excited about that. I can't
0: wait. I can't wait. I I really look forward to it. Same. So that should be fun. But we have in process or at least we're planning to review renfield Mm -hmm. which that's fun the mario brothers movie the super mario movie i don't know what to call it anymore (laughs) um which i'm so not looking forward to actually watching but we'll see
1: yeah i'm interested to see what our reviews will be of that one you're probably gonna say like
0: it's gonna be so great it's great it's fantastic
1: (laughs) and then you'll come on and say "Mm, actually it's not that good.
0: I'll be you with Scream 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you take it away. So like that, you could just be nice about it.
1: Okay, cool. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> um, And then John Wick. Yeah. i are going to do the whole John Wick series because oh, you're a big fan. Fun. Oh, yeah. Such a big fan. Big, big fan. Big, big fan. What's your favorite uh, character in John Wick?
1: <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> You know what? I didn't see that one coming. I know. <laughs> All right, but that's fun. But we're finally at Scream. Yeah. Finally at Scream, 1996. I was six years old. How old were you?
1: I was negative uh, <laughs> sixteen years old. I think because is there ten years between us?
0: Um, I'm thirty-two, ninety.
1: Okay, yeah, yep, yeah, we are ten years apart. Cause okay. I'm, I was. So you were negative six. I was negative sixteen.
0: Negative sixteen. Oh,
1: no, wait. I was is that six. how that would work.
0: You were you were born what year? You were? I
1: was born. No, that one makes sense. What? It, why am I can't I can't do math right Camp now? Can't math? Um, I was born in uh, two thousand one. Two thousand one. So I'm twenty two. Okay. So th- since there's a ten year gap, there's be, an eleven year gap. Yeah. What, what month? You're born in May. May. Yeah. Yeah. Your birthday's coming up.
0: My birthday is coming up.
1: Hey, that's exciting.
0: It is. I'm gonna be one hundred and nine.
1: That's really cool. I know. Yeah, that would make me ninety nine. 98,
0: technically. Well, you know, (laughs) shit happens. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Um, You weren't even born. No, I wasn't. When was the first time you watched Scream, then?
1: Oh, I think it was actually, so my friends like to get together to watch, like, movies, and I have very select friends that will watch horror movies. Like, my fiancé will not watch a horror movie with me. But um, we will, I think it was actually Halloween two years ago that I watched it. Um, it was super fun. My good friend is super into horror movies and he introduced us to the Scream franchise and we all really loved it. It's probably, yeah, it's, I think it's actually my favorite scary movie
0: Interesting. Like, to go along
1: with the Scream theme.
0: Nice. So,
1: I just think it's fun. I, I love the meta humor of it. Everything. I just think it's fun. You
0: know? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I honestly don't remember when I watched Scream. I'm pretty sure I watched it like, Six, when I was six. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably with my sister, because my sister's six years older than I am, so that means she was 12. Uh Um, And it's weird, because like in my family, we were allowed to watch horror movies, as long as there was no graphic sex scenes in it, Mm -hmm. we could watch it. Hmm. No sex, but slicing someone's throat open is okay
1: <laughs> that actually sounds like what my parents would do they're like no sex okay let's watch it yeah. Like <laughs> i saw a lot of movies earlier than i probably should have but yeah. i'm glad for it
0: yeah that, i mean that's how i watched most of the halloweens mm-hmm. which they don't have graphic sex so it was like oh there's boobs like cover your eyes <laughs> well eyes covered, uh-huh. and i think the first rated r like legit rated r movie that i watched was from start to beginning. I mean, wow. Well, from start to beginning. From <laughs> beginning to end was Speed with Keanu Reeves. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was the first rated R movie that I watched. Yeah. So.
1: I think one of the first, if not the first rated R movie I saw was The Matrix, I think. But, oh, maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. But um, my dad was like, oh, like, I want to show you guys The Matrix. But we had a clean version of it. Mm-hmm. But then we lost it or something. Um, But then he looked it up. And the only reason it's rated R, I mean- there's gore and x of all the shooting, but sure. like the only thing that made it R was like there's like six F bombs in the end credits song. So we watched that and I was wow. like, Oh, this is awesome. I love the Matrix. Just
0: but. turn off the credits. And that's <laughs> yeah, it. just turn it off. It's P G thirteen at that point. Pretty much. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So you watched Scream for the first time two years ago.
1: hmm
0: What made you like it so much?
1: Uh, like I said, I really love the meta of it, for real. I just I love it when somebody, like, I love self-aware stuff, Mm -hmm. and this totally fits in that category. Um, I loved the mystery of it all, that, like, everyone seemed like they were a ghost face. Mm -hmm. So, like, you didn't know until the end who it was, for real. And I loved that they killed Billy. Killed Billy. Right. um, And you're like, what? He came back. And then it, like, totally makes sense, and then you connect all the dots. I just, I love a good mystery, because I feel like with... At least the first Halloween, it was like, there's a killer, and they're under a mask. Like, you never really get to see his face. and But there's not really that mystery of, oh, who is this? Mm-hmm. Until, like, the, f- the future Halloweens. But that's not, like, the big reason for Halloween. But for the Scream, it's like this whole time, oh, they have someone that they're targeting, so there must be a reason behind this, you know? So it's, like, a mystery within horror, within a meta, with everything. I just, right. I really enjoy just the idea of it. I love self-aware humor. I think it's great.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know, Scream did so much for the horror genre in general after it came out that it keeps bringing people year after year with new fans every single time. And I think one of those, it's almost like a who's done it mm-hmm. kind of like mystery.
1: Yeah. Like a It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I really enjoy that aspect of it because you're trying to figure it out with the characters and We've been mentioning this over and over again since we've been reviewing six and coming down. Um, Just the amount of red herrings that you get in one single movie Mm -hmm. is just fantastic. And I don't think there has been any other movies that are in the horror genre that has been good in doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's introduced multiple killers, not just your single one. I mean, of course, we had three with uh, the brother being Mm -hmm. the killer there. But aside from that, I mean... We've always had multiple killers, and I think that alone gives you that sense of, you mentioned Halloween, right? Where Michael is 20 blocks away and somehow appears right in front of you. Uh huh. It, it took away that supernatural aspect, and it was like, yeah, we could be in two places at once because there's two of us.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: So I really like that, mm-hmm. and I think more movies should do that, multiple killer kind of a thing. And so, I don't know. I look forward to more Screams in the future and what it has in Stored. Yeah. But speaking about in Stored, that's a terrible segue. Uh, (laughs) Wes Craven. (laughs) Wes Craven did Scream. He directed Scream. What did you think between this movie that he made and A Nightmare on Elm Street? what What differences do you see and what are the things that you like from A Nightmare on Elm Street? What are the things that you like from Scream? And what would you like to see in a newer version of A Nightmare on Elm Street Mm. with Scream elements.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I think with Scream, you get a a sense of resolution, like we see. So, like, the killers have been unmasked. They end up dying. All this kind of stuff. Like, at least with Scream 1, because then as Scream 2 and so on have come out, there's, like, always going to be a killer. But with Nightmare on Elm Street, it's, like like a dream within a dream, you know, and there's still that fear that Freddy Krueger is still out there, you know, and especially like the end of Nightmare on on Elm Street. It's like they get into the car and it's like, so what happened? You know, it still leaves you guessing and like not really sure what went on. Um, We also see uh, how we have this strong female character who um, is like, trying to fight the villain off the whole time, which I think is a similarity between the two. But I think that I really like seeing in scream with Sydney, that she has all these people helping her, you know? And so we have this bigger, tighter group that we really get to enjoy getting attached to. And we see throughout the more of the screams, but I would really love to see in scream a movie that doesn't quite resolve. Like we see, like we see on nightmare (laughs) nightmare on Elm street. Jeez. Um, because there's still that like questioning that happens at least at the beginning of the first one of Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. that I would love to see maybe a killer that does get away um that the that never gets unmasked maybe and we've right. talked about this in previous episodes of like maybe a like all knowing ghost face in a way mm-hmm. like the boss of the ghost faces you know right um so i would love to see maybe that carried on to the future screams that we've seen with West Craven with nightmare on Elm street, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that would definitely be interesting because like at the end of one, they get in the car and it's filmed in a very odd way where you're thinking, okay, is it a dream? Is it another dream that they're Mm -hmm. having or that Nancy's having? Um, because we also see the doll getting, and I call it a doll. It's supposed to be her mom, but like the doll gets dragged into the door, (laughs) into that little door (laughs) (laughs) window thing that it has. Um, and then the car looks like a Freddy Krueger car. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, or it has the Freddy Krueger colors, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, But everybody's alive, I think it was, mm-hmm. also. So it tells you enough information, like, yeah, it's a dream. Freddy wasn't defeated. And then we have part two, which, whatever. But <laughs> it would be interesting to see Scream take a similar route with what well, we've discussed in the past, right? Where there, it's Sam or Tara that become the killer and and or having uh what's his name stew come back mm-hmm. and just control the situation the way that um sydney's brother did yeah that would be that would be cool mm-hmm. i'd be down uh, or have like a supernatural ghost face like it's no longer kind of like what west did with uh, the, a new nightmare where freddie took its own character like its own place into the real world that'd be pretty cool to see something like that would like scream the unfinal whatever the hell right <laughs> yeah that would be interesting um but speaking of ghostface and taking its own you know life or, or its own form i should say uh what do you think is the significance of the ghostface costume yeah. and the mask like what is that significance and how do you see it um contributing to the horror genre
1: yeah um i think it's really unique what they do with the ghostface Costume, honestly, because it is so simple. Um, it's just like the robe and the mask, and it's something that anybody could wear. I think they chose that costume really well because it's like you don't know if there's a girl under there, you don't know if it's a guy, you don't know. Like, they do it in such a way that you never really know how tall they are. Like, they all seem to be like six and a half feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting to see, like, anybody can wear the mask. Anybody. It's, like, no matter who it is. And so it adds to that, like, fear of, oh, like, who's next? And, like, why are they doing this? Because you don't know who it is. Um, I also think that it helps with that realism of, like, it being less supernatural, like you said. That, like, Michael Myers could be, like, like two miles away and then suddenly he's right next to you. But because the ghost face costume is so easy to take on and off and, like rush different places because there's so many times we see billy and scream one like pop up out of nowhere and then it it's like once you find out it's him it's like okay this is still like realistically something that can happen right and so it's not so supernatural and it's more realistic and makes more sense in my opinion yeah and so it makes it a little just that like that little bit of fear that like oh it's anybody yeah and it really helps with those red herrings as well you know
0: yeah like the danger becomes real yeah Because it's something that you've mentioned, again, in past episodes where you're like, one of the reasons that you like watching Scream in the theater and you would have liked to watch the earlier things in theater is because of that fear of the fear, not so much of what's happening on screen, but the fear that someone next to you could be a killer. Yeah. Which we saw in in Scream 2. Yeah, Scream 2. With, you know, wearing the mask and stuff. So, which, again, plays to what you're saying, that anybody Mm -hmm. could be the killer. Yeah. You know, anybody could just put it on and stab someone throw it and then pretend like nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool yeah yeah so i do i do like that Mm -hmm. um the other thing that uh that you mentioned is we don't we can't tell what they are they're wearing like a freaking hoodie basically right (laughs) some type of like ghost hood stuff and it's so not form-fitting Mm-hmm. It's the baggiest thing that you could yeah, wear. it's
1: literally like a sheath.
0: Yeah, like you will never know if it's a chick because of that or you will never know if it's a dude or how built they are, right? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you have someone that could throw you 10 feet, you know, to the other side of the wall and you're like, what the hell are you? So <laughs> yeah. even though it's not supernatural, it gives you the illusion of supernatural supernatural ability mm-hmm. because you don't know how strong they are. You don't know how big they are. You can't really tell. It's all black. Mm -hmm. And then you have a white mask. Yeah. Right? Which is cool because the white mask is the homage to uh, Michael and Jason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super iconic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Masks are important. Yeah. Totally. They're super important. Um, Which, to me, one of the cool things that I see is uh, the screen painting. Mm -hmm. The dude with the face with the hands. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's what the screen mask reminds me of. Yeah. Same. So, I mean, I do enjoy seeing those similarities of, like, paintings and Fine art quote unquote fine art in a different type of medium totally but just the the scream outfit
1: yeah I actually was um, just thinking about what you said about masks is that like ghost face the ghostface mask itself kind of represents that hate and that desire to like take on and like get revenge basically right and so it's like it kind of takes away the individual person and instead represents that hate and wanting to kill because you see it in a lot of in a lot of the kills especially in the later screams yeah of just like it's so heinous and intense that it's like it doesn't matter how hard you fight back like sometimes like they just get you like they do stab you you see that with um dewey and five and mm. stuff like that that it's like it was in five it was a girl and it was a guy and like yep. i don't know if a 15 year old girl or however old she was could have defeated Dewey but like with that intense hate and like like desire to get what you want it's like you are erased and Ghostface that it stands for you instead you know right.
0: yeah no that's totally true and I like that you mentioned like the mask of hate because like usually uh the mask of hate is like Michael Myers right mm-hmm. because with the original Michael Myers he was trying to kill sorry not the not the first one I think it was the second one when they tried to establish that um Jeremy lee curtis's character was michael's sister and so it was like oh because of the hatred that he has towards his family he's trying to kill and the mask gives him the power and all that other extra crap and then they retconned it and we went a different direction <laughs> um but either way like scream the scream mask is almost that mask of hate of like sydney mm-hmm. the hate towards sydney now in five and six is more the hate towards sam and tara but either way it's still a mask of hate and it almost is like um, every single character that wears a mask has a version of a mask of hate because it gives them that power over people because they're not seeing... Because like you could wear a mask and you could try to kill someone. And even if you're terrified of stabbing this person or shooting this person, the mask doesn't give any emotion, mm-hmm. which instills more fear into people. yeah uh, So I like that you mentioned that. Um, also, the whole costume thing. Helps, like you were saying, that you can't tell what it is. Um, it's really helpful in playing with that meta commentary that you like so much because you don't know what's under there. Mm-hmm. It could be a dude or it could be a chick. There's only two options <laughs> of what it could be. And, but who is that person? You'll never know. Which is something that before all your killers were dudes. Mm-hmm. Freddy, Jason, Michael, Pinhead yep. right from Aside Hellraiser. From
1: the mom from Friday the 13th. Right. Which from is the very first important <laughs> for this one because... Drew Barrymore got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, and
0: she watched that movie t- like know. 20, over 20 <laughs> times or something like that um, and she still failed. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. Um, but, now that you mentioned Drew Barrymore, what are some of the key moments for you of Scream, of the first Scream and why? Why mm-hmm. do they stand out so much for you?
1: Um, I, I think the opening scene is iconic because yeah. uh, I think it's one that is a little bit different than something we've seen before Um, and, I think it's so interesting that we get to see this character and it's like, Oh, and when I first saw it, I knew Drew, Drew Barrymore was in it and I'm like, Oh, she's the main character. Cause I'd never seen it before. I just kind of mm-hmm. assumed cause she's, she's a famous actor. At least she is now. Um, and so, <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, okay, so I kind of already got emotionally involved with who she was and then she starts getting threatened and she ends up dying within the first 15 minutes. And I think that's just such a bold choice for the writer have this character like taken out two characters taken out in the first like 10 15 minutes it's a very bold choice to make and it's like mm-hmm. we're this is for real this is we're doing it you know um i also really love the bathroom scene with sydney where so she's like in the stall listening to the girls kind of gossiping about her and everything and mm-hmm. like then she comes out she's kind of upset and then you hear sydney and you're like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> and I think they built the tension really well because she like looked around. She looked underneath the stalls to see if there's any feet and like there's nobody in there. And then you see the the boots come down
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're like, oh my gosh, how long have they been in here? How'd they get in here? Like they're totally like going after Sydney. And that's also, I think, when it's solidified in my mind that it's like, yeah, this is a killer that's going after after a lot of people, but it seems like, Sydney is the main victim here you know or like the person that they're like trying to get this revenge on mm-hmm. um and I just really enjoyed how they set that up and then like I think she gets like chased out of the bathroom but they don't follow her so it's like almost like this did she imagine this is this real you know and so it's just adding this suspense and I think it's just so well done that like she check is she or she checks and she's like oh I'm fine right and then they're hidden, you know? Yeah. I just think that was so good.
0: Yeah. Um, I do like that scene. That scene is very interesting. The, who do you think it was?
1: Hmm. Because I think she runs out and runs into Billy, doesn't she? Uh-huh. So that's hard because Billy, like, is always there at the exact wrong time. Yeah. You know? Um, I want to say that it's Stu because they're probably trying to get Sydney off his trail, mm-hmm. you know? um so i wouldn't be surprised if they set it up specifically so that like Ghostface chases her for then billy to run into her like they set it up on purpose so i think it's Stu, mm-hmm. but i think it's also a total chance that it could be billy
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's such a weird scene because like um she runs out of the bathroom and immediately bumps into billy mm-hmm. like almost you run you walk out the room and boom right there uh-huh. so it's kind of like okay one, like you said, did you imagine this and you're just freaked out? Or two, did Billy run around the building to go ahead and meet you now in front? Yeah. Or did Billy bump into you because Stu needed a getaway, mm-hmm. right? Because if he would have allowed her to keep going, maybe they would have seen, like someone would have seen Stu yeah. uh, running out with Cossum or whatever. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, My scene that I enjoy very, very much is the randy scene which mm-hmm. i think i've mentioned before mm-hmm. where randy's sitting on the couch and freaking ghost is right behind him <laughs> and he's just like yelling to look behind right that's that social commentary yeah or that um
1: that meta thank you yeah. that meta
0: commentary of like look behind you like he just explained the rules mm-hmm. and i think no Stu's the one that says i'll be right back yeah um but he just finished explaining the rules He knows better. Like, there's a whole open doorway. (laughs) Like, it it was shot almost shot for shot with the Halloween movie that they were watching. And it's just like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, you're about to die, sir. Totally. Um, The other one that I like is also the beginning. Not so much because of everything that was happening, um, but because of the story behind the opening Mm -hmm. scene with Drew Barrymore. So Drew Barrymore wanted to die. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. She was like, yeah, that'd be great. I think that's genius, right? Her idea was, like, Wes came up to her, told her, like, hey, this is the character that you're playing. You're going to die. She's like, make it as brutal as possible. That's awesome because that is going to play with everybody's expectations. But that's not the story that I like. The story that I like is the fact that there were, um, when her boyfriend is hanged, no, when she's hanged, mm-hmm. um, there's supposed to be, like, guts and everything all around. And the production company didn't like that. Huh. They were like, that's too much. And so they went back and edited it to like speed ramp it. Huh. And so like if you've noticed when the parents arrive and they look at the back, it's like a speed ramp towards it. Yeah. And somehow they just, oh yeah, that's great. (laughs) But they left everything there. I love it. They left everything the same. It was just like a speed ramp that they did to kind of like not dwell in the fact that she was gutted. To like hide it a little bit. Yep. Because she was gutted gutted. Yeah. Um, which it's interesting because it was supposed to be like Stu's ex-girlfriend. So it's interesting that he chose to kill her just because she's dating a football guy now. Uh So, but yeah.
1: I think that is so funny because I I could totally see us doing that.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: (laughs) It's like, we don't like it. And it's like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) We're going to do it anyway. Like, I'm sure you guys won't let us because we (laughs) like it. So we're going to do it. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh,
0: And yeah. So they didn't change much from it. Yeah. You just went ahead and. Speed ramped it and.
1: And I think that's also so iconic uh, for like the speed ramp. Cause oh, yeah. I think it's just a, such a cool shot as well that it's like, we wouldn't have had that if they didn't right. get that. They didn't oh. bitch about something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Always the people that don't know how to create something bitch about <laughs> something. <and> just <laughs> throwing that out there. Uh huh. You know, which is weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> here we are talking about movies. <laughs> well, we've created stuff. Yeah. Creative stuff. Yeah. So it's not the same. <laughs> we, and we're not
1: telling him to change it.
0: Right. We're not. Ta- right.
1: Well, we have suggestions, but we're not saying you have to take it.
0: That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. And and we are very uh, very familiar with non-creative people. <laughs> uh-huh. Telling us, well, this doesn't work.
1: Yeah, we don't like it. Nobody will know what that is.
0: You know, Anyways. Um, you know, no, I have a comment about that. <laughs> No. So, um Bew. <laughs> so there's a movie coming out called uh I believe it was Bo is Afraid. Oh yeah. With uh Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh I love Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I I'm so excited. <laughs> is Ari Aster, so mm-hmm. the director of Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. And uh Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. This is another short film that he had done prior to those Mm -hmm. called Bo is Afraid. I think that's the name. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. So this, yeah, I kind of want to watch it, but I I hope that uh, the people that we know (laughs) that bitched about, oh, well, that doesn't really, and mind you, I was, (laughs) mind you, I was, I don't You were on their side. Listen, (laughs) listen, B-E-A-U for starters. English is my second language. <laughs> this is my defense. Okay. Uh B A U for me is just the beginning of B because it's fair. like beautiful, right? That's fair. Um, but anyway. That's no excuse for white people. <laughs> <laughs> you white as hell. <laughs> English is your first language. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna hear it.
1: But they are Utah English people, which is a little bit different. <laughs>
0: You're right. Y'all have different spellings for like basic as Don't words. Don't group
1: me with them. Were you not born here? But I didn't go to <laughs> school here.
0: <laughs> Respect.
1: I'm from the South and Bo is like probably one of the top baby names like in the South.
0: That's it's, crazy. It's like
1: French and we like, like people are like. And oh, you were colonized by the it's French. Sophisticated, And it's like, no, it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> what okay. is it? It's sophisticated.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> want to make sure I heard it right. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, so and bow is afraid is, is spelled B E A U.
0: B A U. You, you win. You win. I win. I I win. Miriam was right. Sure Sh- Sean was wrong. We
1: got it on tape, folks.
0: Hey, you know what? I'm all for admitting <laughs> when I'm wrong. I'm I'm about that life. <laughs> I'm not always right. But when I am, I am.
1: Wow. That's really big of you to say.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. As Here's the thing As much as when I'm right I'm right When uh-huh. I'm wrong Holy crap am I wrong That's fair Like I'm so far removed From being right dude Like
1: And I do have to give it to you You are good at
0: I'm like Democrat wolf. wrong <laughs> Oh no <laughs>
1: Corruptocrat wrong Oh no Oh
0: You, you know what I would have wanted Was to keep that essay Oh I'm gonna sad. ask for that essay That's one of my favorite essays <laughs> Anyway The inside jokes right now Happening are Are fantastic Yeah sorry
1: everybody um, <laughs> You woke him <laughs>
0: But, yes, that, those two are my favorite scenes uh, from Scream. I think they're hilarious. Um, I will say, aside... Like, I, I'm still like, how long did this man wait in the toilet?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> Was it like, Sin is like, I gotta go to the bathroom, guys. And they're like, wait just a second. And then Stu like right. runs to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> right. Like, how do you... There's... Here's the thing. I love Scream. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great horror movie. I do have questions about it sometimes because it's like, how... How did you pull this off? Uh-huh. And like the fact that everybody suspends that suspends that belief mm-hmm. for it just makes you think of how great that movie is. For real. Because we're willing to suspend so much belief, so much logical sense to be like, no, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Totally. Two I- killers? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there wasn't that one guy that was super tired after he ran across. Yeah. You know, it's two. <laughs> He's
1: not out of breath at all. No.
0: Hi, <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on.
1: This is a little sus. <laughs> what? How dare
0: you? <laughs> you're you're accusing. You know what? I think I think you need to get over your mom's death, okay?
1: <laughs> it's been a year.
0: <sighs> Damn, that run was crazy. But anyway, don't mind that I just showed up at your window also with the little, "Hey, let's have sex." Like, come on.
1: <laughs> I'd like it to be a little more less PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs>
0: we we you and i have no right to talk shit about dialogue (laughs) (laughs) you're
1: right you're right
0: (laughs) we got some cheesy ass dialogue too
1: yeah
0: and they always start with hey if i just noticed that too
1: (laughs) (laughs) who wrote this line you
0: (laughs) favorite that is the best part like who the hell wrote this (laughs) you (laughs) you But who read over it and didn't say shit about it? You're right. So that's fair.
1: I, yeah, by the end of filming Ghost of Her, I, <laughs> I was a little more aware of the script than you were.
0: <laughs> so much. Uh, so much.
1: So fun though. Yeah, it was the, uh, uh, some of the I best. i to get end. back on set now that we've talked about that. But
0: I'm just saying
1: we're, na- we're on set next week.
0: Exactly. I'm It's gonna be fun. Yeah. And then probably two weeks after that. Um, how does Scream subvert? the traditional thought of the horror genre and like the, the tropes that it had in expectations and what impact do you believe it had on the audience?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a little bit off, off air, um, that this is s- different than a lot of the other horror movies that we've seen, especially like OG horror movies. So like Halloween one and, uh, all the other ones like nightmare on Elm street one. I, uh, A lot of times it's like the solo girl is the only one that lives. And she's the one that fights them off in the end. And this one is a little bit different because Sydney, she does like fight them off in the end. And she's the one that stabs them with the umbrella. And it's the one there for their monologue and everything. But like we have Gale and we have Dewey and we have Randy and all these people fighting. And I think all of them survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, all of them survive into uh, Scream 2. And so that's something that's really different that... I thought it was really fun because I think that is also something that's lets Scream survive for so long, you know, is that we have this group, this base group of people that we're rooting for every movie. And so we're ex- excited to see them the next time. Yeah. And it's also something that we've seen throughout the Screams that like in specific movies, legendary characters are on the line. Yeah. So it's what kind of, it's kind of what gets you to come back. And I think that is something that changed for the horror genre. Um, cause we also saw, um, I watched the newest Halloween, um, like last Halloween, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're leaning more into like, there can be more than one person survive, like the serial killer, you know? Yeah. Which I think, again, just helps people come back and it helps the story progress, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, I also think that, you know, it, the final girl trope has been done so many times like Mm -hmm. jamie lee curtis is a scream queen right yeah um neve campbell is in that just because of scream kind of Mm -hmm. um but also it it beat that because it's not just a final girl like you said it's the final group of friends now what we're calling the core four i think Mm -hmm. with sam tara uh and the randys yeah Uh, (laughs) Yeah, The
1: randys (laughs) because we
0: remember names (laughs) oh yeah we're so good at our job the twins yeah let's call them the twins so we have the twins uh sam and tara um you have some legacy characters you know here and there and stuff Mm so um being able to i think one of the first movies that killed a legacy character ever and People could kill me for this, but I think it was Friday the 13th. Mm. No, sorry. Well, Friday the 13th also, but also uh, (laughs) A Nightmare on Elm Street. It killed Nancy in the fifth one, I think.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So she goes, survives one. I don't remember if she was in two. Then we don't see her in three. Then four, she gets reintroduced. And that's where she's a psychologist now of dreams and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she realizes, oh, these new teenagers are being attacked by my old nemesis. And she teaches them how to be dream warriors. And then in five, we have her die, like at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Friday the 13th killed a legacy character by because of what happened off like off camera, which was she started getting stalked by someone. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't want it. Um, I'll come back, but you have to kill me. So they killed her off like in the beginning of the movie also.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So those two are the ones that started killing legacy characters. But look at Jamie Lee Curtis has been going for like 25 years now playing the same character. And she died in one of them because of, you know, she was done with it. And then they brought her back again because we cancel Halloween every single time. (laughs) Um, And then she survives this one. Mm -hmm. Because like you mentioned, like the newest one was pretty cool. Mm. Um, but she survives that and so that's it that should be the end of halloween at least with her being in the front um the person who plays her granddaughter could definitely take it over and it'll be great um, however they have introduced a new way to kind of like do halloween which would be pretty interesting to see um but scream was the one that took legacy characters from the start mm-hmm. and was like yeah randy bye uh, everyone else is on the line <laughs>
1: Randy and Dewey's deaths are just what got me the most. Yeah. They make me so sad.
0: But, like, think about what they could have done. Because how many times has Dewey gotten stabbed Mm -hmm. in almost every single movie?
1: Yeah. I have to say, like, I know when we talked about Scream 5, I'm like, I wish they would given him a better death. But I've thought about it more, and I'm like, I feel like that's just fitting for him. Yeah. Because, like, he survived so many times, and he totally gave himself up to save everybody else. So... I feel bad for talking trash on his death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his his was almost an honorable death, yeah. almost. Um but then the other thing that it kind of played on the expectations was we never expected two killers. Mm-hmm. And I and like I said earlier in the episode, I don't think any other movie has done multiple killers um outside of the Scream franchise, uh which is really sad because it is a good thing to play on. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they want to play on supernatural abilities and then night that's been played so hard mm-hmm. i would like to see something different eventually from different horror movies um but it also went ahead and not knowing who could it be like we said earlier and you mentioned you'll never know who's under that gown because it could be a chick it could be a dude it could be a chick that is a weightlifter and she could toss you or it could be <laughs> a, uh what was it robbie it could uh, be a yeah, yeah yeah a robbie that is weak as hell <laughs> But fast as hell and could slice your throat in two seconds mm-hmm. and then appear, without yeah. the gown, you know. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and I do like that from it. But uh, one of the things that Scream also did it was almost like a, a cautionary tale of technology, mm. almost. In Scream One. Yeah, because mm. what were the things that were coming out at that, that time?
1: You're right. Or cell phones. phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big
0: ass cell phones. <laughs> Um, Because if you remember when uh, Billy gets arrested Mm -hmm. and he has the cell phone, he's like, why do you have a cell phone kind of thing? It's like, you're automatically suspicious about the person that has a cell phone. Uh There were only three types of people that had cell phones. Rich people, rich people, kids, and drug dealers. (laughs) (laughs) These were your three that had cell phones. You can
1: only fit in these three categories. That is it. Nothing else. (laughs) There was no
0: reason to have a cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was almost a cautionary tale of what that piece of technology could do um so what do you think what role did technology have in scream on top of the cell phone we also had a voice mod- modulator yeah so what were the the roles that technology and media had in scream
1: yeah i think that especially the cell phone um had a lot of emphasis in this because it was like i think for the people at the time because it was so new uh it showed that like They didn't have to be at their house, and it would, like, make sense that they're there and they're like, I see you, because, you know, they can literally be in your backyard. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't take a landline anymore. There's that chance that they're there watching you, you know? Um, I also think that, I guess this can be portrayed as media, but it's like, everybody had so much more access to movies at the time, which it was before as well, but it's like, Like, you get together with your friends, you watch a horror movie. So, it's, like, it's this huge thing of, like, there's such easy access to this information that it makes sense that people are going to start, like, doing what they see on TV, you know? And so, it's, like, they've created this idea that there's these killers. And, like, as we see with the phone call at the beginning, it's, like, what's your favorite scary movie? And it's, like... I don't know. I I feel like up until that point, and of course there's there's totally movies to watch before then, but it's like there's this like genre that's on demand for you at any time that like it does make you a little paranoid, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely cautionary material of cell phones Mm -hmm. and what they could do, right? Um, but also I think as far as media is concerned, um. Not only the media consumption of movies and stuff and being able to rent them and take them home and watch it in the comfort of your own home, uh, but also just media as in, like, the news.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Duh>. you're fine.
0: <laughs> and I think if, if we really think about it, we wouldn't have Scream 2, 3, 4, and 5, and 6 if the media would have never romanticized the Woodsboro killing, mm-hmm. including Gail. Because because of the killings and she wrote that book is the reason that she becomes a lot more famous and becomes an anchor or a proper news reporter, I guess. Um, and so it just shows how the media really affects the way we look at killers, right? Um, some people want to imitate them. And we touched base on this on when we were reviewing Six, I think, where people all of a sudden want to marry these psychopaths because we dedicate so much time to them and we really feel like we know them, right? Which is like, Oh, well, little Johnny killed you know ninety eight people, but let's look at why like why right like and then he has a whole twenty twenty special about how he was raised oh, Jeffrey and all this. Dahmer. yeah, yeah, that yeah, him too mm-hmm. um, so it really shows how our culture like it was a good commentary on our culture because I think ninety six maybe a little a few years later, uh we have the Virginia Tech killings mm-hmm. uh the mass shooting then. Or Columbine, excuse me. We had Columbine. Oh, yeah, I got you.
1: Yeah.
0: Around the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe two years apart. Um, but we were really focusing so much on the Columbine shooters instead of the victims, right? Mm-hmm. And so not much has changed from that with the exception that now more and more people have been a lot more vocal like maybe we shouldn't be focusing on the killers maybe we should be focusing on the victims mm-hmm. so a lot of people have had have learned their lessons from movies <laughs> specifically to not focus on killers but focus on the actual people that mattered at that point um but yeah it's just it's just interesting to see how in 96 what how many however many years that 20 something years ago we were really talking about how these things are affecting people and how we shouldn't focus on it so
1: yeah Yeah. And I think also we see so much, especially in Scream, of just, like, how these killers affected people throughout their entire lives. Because, like, Sydney never really had a break. And -hmm. when she tried to, like, she always got drawn back, you know. So, and again, as I've said before, I do watch a lot of true crime. And I very much try and find the people that talk about the victims, talk about the families. There are some people that will talk directly to the families, have them on their shows, and, like, talk about like, the effects it has on your life, because it's, it's really rough, you know, and I think it's also really important to find people that support organizations that help victims and victims' families. Um, There's especially, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the program, I think it's uh, Missing and Exploited Children or something like that, that really helps with, like, families that have been affected by, like, these killers or kidnappers and stuff, and it's, like, it's important that we also focus on the people that like are affected by these things as well, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, totally. I like, you know, it's just crazy how so much has happened, mm-hmm. but nothing has changed or almost nothing has changed of how from 96 to now what has happened between our society mm-hmm. in general. Hopefully as we grow older, we grow wiser. Mm-hmm. No, sh- no shines no signs, no signs of that happening anytime <laughs> soon, but Hopefully, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here's the big question. Before I get to the big question, let me ask you this. Have you heard the soundtrack to Scream? The soundtrack? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, just wa- like listen to it like outside of Scream? Yeah. I actually have not. Is it really good? I'm sure it probably I, is. I
0: enjoy the songs on it. It's actually pretty dope. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, one of the songs on it is Red Hands. Ah. Uh, and I really like that. It's also the opening theme to Peaky Blinders.
1: Oh, Gosh, that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah which
0: yeah. is weird but like i never i never initially before watching *Peaky blinders i never really paid attention to the song mm-hmm. um and then with *Peaky blinders i was like oh that's a pretty cool song and then i've just noticed that it's in so many movies and the wor- the lyric of it just makes sense for scream mm-hmm. it's so good it's so so good what is it um basically so red hand mm-hmm. right um it basically <coughs> talks about how like this person could be doing so good, but then he's holding like a gun or a knife with his red hand, mm-hmm. which the hand is red because of blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, so it's pretty much the premise of the song It's really enjoyable. And then they have a couple of versions of bigger songs, um, just slowed down mm-hmm. and like very melodic and I'm like, Oh, like this is very tender, which is really the opposite of what scream is. And yeah. that's why I like it so much. Huh. Uh, I was listening to it. <laughs> this, uh, this morning when i was writing a script so i was like yeah this is awesome this fits so well
1: yeah totally i definitely want to go back and listen to it that you sounds should. good it's on youtube so cool. you yeah. can definitely just i totally listen. will i'm definitely i listen to a lot of soundtracks when i edit so yeah that sounds sounds really good
0: yeah it's gonna be a fun time yeah um so now the big question your rating of scream
1: mm. um it is a big five out of five for me Personally, especially compared to the other Scream movies. Mm-hmm. I love all the Scream movies, but this one is by far my favorite, which I think I've already been saying. But yeah. it's five out of five. See it in theaters. See it anywhere you can. Yeah, It's just a must watch. Go ahead, rent, watch.
0: rent a theater, and just watch it there. Yeah, by all, yourself. all by yourself. No one by yourse- <laughs> <laughs> Just grab the largest <laughs> popcorn and just do it.
1: What's even better is if you hire some people who will come in in ghost face masks or something and scare the crap out of you randomly yeah just random.
0: just have someone sitting there just pop up <laughs> you're you're sitting watching scream all of a sudden someone just pops up like that'd be something
1: it adds to the ambiance.
0: <laughs> um i don't know if i want shit to be part of my ambiance. <laughs> all right i i think i'm a pretty tough guy for the most part and i'm pretty calm and collected with some <laughs> stuff but i don't know how i would react to like a freaking ghost face just popping right there like just right in front of me yeah. and then turning over <laughs> like oh whoa you yeah. know like total seth rogan moment <laughs> just yeah i don't know
1: i just need to find out the next time you're watching scream <laughs> and then i just need to come knock on your door
0: it's probably gonna be tonight honestly part of show my kid i don't i don't think he's watched the first one. <laughs> I, I see those devious eyes. I'm gonna lock every door.
1: Well, watch, watch out. <laughs> I know how to get in your house.
0: It's sad because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sad, but it is true. You do know how to get in my house. That's Sleep fair. With
1: one I opened tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What's your rating? <laughs>
0: I don't know how to feel but you coming in while I'm sleeping.
1: Yeah. yeah. I sleep naked. Oh no.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, definitely a five. Oh yeah. Definitely a five. It's an um, easy five. It's an easy five out of five. And like, I like—I know some people would be like, "Oh, but Scream kind of sucks." And it's like, sure, if you're comparing it to today. Yeah. But you wouldn't have what you have today without Scream.
1: Exactly. So I totally agree
0: it's not really much of a comparison, right? It's like your comparison boiled chicken breast with a medium steak. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, it, it's good. Yeah. But it's not the same.
1: And you got to look at it through the eyes of 1996. You can't look at it through the eyes of 2023,
0: which you know? I think we should probably do that with a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> I 100% agree. <laughs> That's um, yeah. Don't uh, just totally yesterday
0: agree. with today's eyes. Yes. Um. But yeah, totally a five out of five. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic movie. It, like I have mentioned it before there's some weird shit with it yeah. <laughs> however I am willing to suspend my belief for those 90 minutes mm-hmm. you know it's a good suspension of belief um but also I would say it's just there's movies that I like today and I can see the influence that it has from scream yeah um one movie that you and I both enjoy hell house oh, we can I love see hell house. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the influence that it gets from movies like Scream. Mm-hmm. You know, a very entertaining uh, story. It moves your expectations constantly. It shifts them. Um, you don't have many red herrings in Hell House. You do have one in the third one, mm-hmm. which was a really good red herring the entire time. Um, but though the fact that it is hiding something from you, right? Like a lot of the times... With today's movies, we are God. We play God as the audience, because we see things that other characters cannot see. Yeah, yeah. Screaming. The other hand, we're not an omnipresent person. We are exper- We are m- as much as a victim as Sydney, as Randy, mm-hmm. as Dewey and Gail. Um, and Hell House does the same thing. We are as much as a a victim and or a guest of mm-hmm. Hell House yeah as much as the other crew is yeah and we suffer the same fate right and so not a lot of movies do that they give us a very omnipresent Mm -hmm. presence um and so yeah i think thanks to scream we have really good movies today
1: yeah i love that you bring that up because that is also one of my favorite things about scream is that we don't know till the end and what made scream 6 i think so different than what we've seen is that they give us a little bit of a taste of what it would be like to be omnipresent and then they mm. take it away but yeah. like i i just think that's super unique i love it
0: yeah definitely <laughs> and i'll say one of the last things i'm going to say before we conclude our scream odyssey oh my gosh is it doesn't matter and we've set this almost since 6 doesn't matter how much you know the rules you're still going to fuck up and die <laughs> <laughs> yep so <laughs> That being said, between the next time that we see you and we let you know what you should be watching, what you should be avoiding, or what you should give it a try, don't forget, keep reading those comic books, keep watching that anime, rock and roll, and above everything, guys, if you need help with something, don't forget to reach out to someone that, you know, loves you, or the suicide hotline, because it is important not to uh, off yourself, because someone out there loves you, we love you, and we care about you, stay nerdy, guys. Oh, 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 oh,